are not millennials. We are matured. Brought up on collaboration as an art form. Delivered as value. Hola, buenos dias, Steve. Na, 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 na. Oh, you've started. <laughs> What did you just say? Hola, buenos dias. Oh. Because we're we going must... to Barcelona, baby. Oh, that's good. Was that Spanish, yeah. was it? Oh, yes, it was, yes. <laughs> oh, I was far. thinking that okay. we were drinking Spanish whiskey for a second. I thought, oh, he's being clever. Mm. But that didn't sound like the language. Too or... soon, too soon. Too soon, is that it? <laughs> Yeah, I can live with that. I can live with that. But you're right, my friend. It's a um, month away. Yes, 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 yes. And One I just away. got my booster shot done, so I'm all good to go. Uh, two weeks, yeah. Let's you'll see. be just yeah. in time. And uh, I am looking forward to it, actually. Yes. <laughs> <Don't know laughs> yes, why. me too. Christmas didn't seem like a holiday. It was too kind of short. Yep, yep, And yep. Uh, so, yes. And, of course, this won't feel like a holiday because we'll have no freaking time to do anything and... Ah, uh, well, we'll we'll probably figure out how to cram you, some time in between all the whiskey tastings uh, that we need to do and all the stuff. I was trying to count how many different whiskeys that we drank last time we went to Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of I lost, lost track about some, eight or nine yeah. or something. But, uh, yeah, uh -huh. no, that'd be good. All right, so how does it go again? Hola. Hola. Buenos dias. Okay. Where well, did, it's actually more of a buenos in? noches, I guess, but sorry. Okay, so good evening. Yeah. Oh, that's very posh of you. Episode 67, folks. 76. Not 67. 76. <laughs> 76. Oh, boy. <laughs> Too much Uncle Nearest. Uh -huh. I can't even talk tonight. Uncle Nearest. And we have a complicated subject to discuss tonight. Oh, well, we do. Uh, an yes. in-depth subject. We're still yes. doing... Back to Back basics. To basics. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we're going to start talking about intranets, which we'll we'll do shortly. And look yep. about, you know, going back to the idea of doing something that everybody kind of knows about or thinks about, and we'll bring it up to speed and everything else, and we're good to go. But we've got some messages. I had a great Microsoft 365 Chicago at the weekend. Well, I had a great one. Of course, the 15 people listening to me may have begun bored out their tiny little minds. But, nah. Uh, Nah. There you go. No. Nah. It, it was fun. Yeah, I was there as well. A yeah. little later as you. Um yeah. it was fun. It was it good. Was. Yeah. Um if anybody wants to catch the keynote speaker from Caruana Gatimo. Thank you very much. Yes. Then uh, I watched that on Sunday morning. That was very very good. Um interesting perspective from Microsoft where they're coming. I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. Um I really 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 liked the new champions site that they've got. The uh Teams application that yes, you can find it's a, it's a bolt on, so you yeah. can find if you just search for m365 champions you will go you will end up at the in the adoption.microsoft.com site Correct. and there you just showed me this uh yeah. you download the service and you bolt it onto your tenant yeah so you need to have admin rights of course and uh and away you go nice and uh it does all sorts of cool stuff gives everybody digital badges and all your champions can compete against each other by doing things so You're encouraging them to try something new and all that kind of stuff. And it gives you uh, a great way of, of, and of course, Microsoft are doing a lot of this. 
these are the 10 things you need to do to be successful for managing ambassadors or oh, champions or whatever, you know. <laughs> but, well, it gives you a start, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, even if you go, I'm not doing number seven, it can take a hike. Well, I tell you what, jump from six to eight. But like you did on the list of things that we did on the internet tonight. Marine, put number four in. Yeah, well, I think we should do this. Marine, you're driving me nuts. That was funny. That was funny. <sighs> So, yeah, so, yes, so that was that. M365 Chicago was a blast. They had a lot of people. They had a lot of speakers. Nearly a thousand people actually registered yeah. for the event. But they were very clever, actually. They, uh, they said, sent out a link, a private link to all the speakers to say, the speaker that gets most people connected or registered gets a prize, $100 or something, you know? And so I thought, you know, I need to actually put a, an advert out for the podcast. So I'll mm -hmm. put the link in the podcast and see whether people click it and get me any no, miles away I was. Oh. But, um, it was one of the Indians, of course, that uh, probably did it. Well, actually, one of the Indians did win it. But, of course, they have lots of communications and contacts. Oh, the, nice. the Indian yeah. nations at the moment are really yeah. good at building their networks. Yeah. Funny you should say India. There's well, an island just by the side of India called Goa. Uh-huh. I hear they make really good whiskey. There's a great distillery on there, <laughs> yes. John's Distillery. Yeah. So we are going to be tasting uh, Indian whiskey. It's the second time we've done it in uh -huh. 76 podcasts from yep. the same distillery, actually. Yeah. So uh, that one was smoked, peated. Yeah. Yep. This yep. one is unpeated. Yep. But we've both tasted it before, and it's uh, oh, yeah, a very yeah, pleasant yeah. drink. Yeah. I think my bottle's almost half empty, something. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, this is a funny old bottle. This is slightly too all for my cupboard so consequently it lays on its side behind everything and i don't always see it but I, okay uh, I do okay. Get today. all right all right all right so you said to me we also need to do a little shout out to comes first oh comes first. Yes, yes 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 uh, the call for speakers is now open so if Excellent. you want to speak at a world-class conference world class feel free to drop something in and it's on teams <coughs> uh, it's yeah. a teams conference so it teams is, focus yep is it the same location? I believe it is. Uh, no idea, to be honest. I believe it is. I think, it I think it's uh, Mercedes World again. I haven't checked, so we might be. There's probably people going, Dolby, you're wrong again. But I'm fairly certain I remember an email saying we're doing the same location this year and probably changing it for the next year. So, it was a um, good location. It was a great yeah. location. I would willingly go back again. Exactly. It was, yeah. um, it was superb. I don't think I've been to... A location with so much history tied into it, and still a load of fun. Sure. Um, yeah. So I never forget and we that learned Mercedes that, drive. We learned also that the Cotswolds Distillery is not that far off. No. More so we importantly, might nearer to there is the Oxford Artisan. Yes. yes. So we might drop in there again. Yeah, we might. Yeah. Just for the hell of it. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Good. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, to our topic then, intranets. To our topic. Intranets, 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 intranets. Why should we talk about intranets? It's old-fashioned. Nobody uses them anymore. Well, yes, but no. But <laughs> yes, but no. That, that's it. Dolby goes off script again. <laughs> no, but really, I, I think they're really, they're still very relevant with, I want to say, uh, a lot, but uh, with many of people working from home for the last 18 months, two years, um, I think it's more important than ever to 
be able to contact one another and to provide everyone with new news around the company and a very direct way to find all the policies and the forms and the whatevers. And of course, you can't find them any other way without an intranet. No, because that just brings it all front and center and gives you okay. that one-stop shop to find all that information. So I told you I was not going to be obstreperous to this, this podcast. Might change uh-huh. my mind a little bit. I, I, I kind of had the hinge that you, you were... You saw it in my eyes then, uh-huh. didn't you? Uh-huh. Uh, so I have a question. So you work for a couple of large companies. Yeah. And they have intranets? Yeah. Okay, so today is Tuesday. Yeah. So... In the last two days, how many times have you been to the company's intranets for the clients you work for? Actually, let's go back a week. So how often did you go last week? Well, but this week has been a special week. So what, what about last been, week? <laughs> no, but it was New uh, Year's. The week so, before, no, no, That was Christmas. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, no, no. I don't but, think I'm, I'm not trying to make too, too but a point because I do believe intranets are still relevant. Yeah. But I don't believe that they're about just having pages with information on them anymore. Uh, I think okay. that's kind of a bit too static and, and all that kind of stuff. And it becomes irrelevant very quickly. Okay. So I created a new way of working site for a project I was working yeah. on. Yeah, so I had all the frequent asked questions. And I only built it less than three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And in the last two days, I've been completely rehashing it. Yeah. Completely rehashing it. Because of all the knowledge that you've gained and how they're working and, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. No, don't necessarily. Just because the content that was in there was irrelevant and it had changed. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, um, how... I don't want to dive into points seven and eight and nine, okay? But I think that if an internet is going to be relevant then it has to be able to, you have to find a way of keeping that content updated and it's not just a one-person job anymore. It never was, Well, I think. it kind of was owned by HR or internal communications. Uh, y- yes, true, yeah. So because when we get to the stakeholders what, what, what bit, is What is the one job that internal communication has to do? Is communicate internally around stuff. So they need to have a platform, they need to have a tool, so... That's why the internet was theirs. Because that was the tool to do communications internally by the internal communications the department. The one tool Sorry. to rule them all. Yeah. Okay. So they have all Ish. the content then that goes onto an internet. No. They just provide you with the platform. Ah. So they're it's now about- IT. I'm being difficult. Yes. We've had this conversation. <laughs> this, folks, you missed this conversation out a few weeks ago. Moraine and I was doing some, another podcast, and we started talking about intranets. And I kind of don't agree with them, kind of. And when Moraine suggested this the other day, I went, you know we're going to disagree. And you mm-hmm. went, yes. Good. Of course. Otherwise, right. this would be a very boring podcast. So on our wonderful whiteboard that Steve Dolby bought just before Moraine says how wonderful it is, and it really is actually excellent because it gives us – so much fun while we're filling it out. And, it, and we just have to taste the whiskey while we're doing it. So of course. It has a multidimensional approach. The first item we had on there was relevance. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to take the idea that an intranet is not relevant anymore, maybe in the form that we traditionally think about intranet. Okay. So tell me why it's relevant. 
Tell me why it's not relevant. Oh, nice one. Okay. Why is it not relevant? So the information changes on a regular basis. Sure. Um, and internal comms, I believe, do not now know what everybody needs. So, for example, working from home. Yeah? Yeah. Who is the person that looks after the employees working from home? Is it internal comms? Or is it HR? Or is it the board? Who has the responsibility for now for a workforce? Is it IT? It's, I, I'm guessing it's the same as if we would all be working in the office. Is I mean, it really? That's, this is, I, mean, I know I'm slightly on the edge yeah, of Yeah, but it's, it's like here. HR taking care of my uh, paycheck and my well-being. And HR don't I, deal with your paycheck. No, okay. Finance do. Yeah, okay. Finance. So your well-being paycheck, is HR. HR well-being, um, my machine, and then the tools that I need to use to get my job done. That's IT. All right. So now you're working so it's from a, home. So what, it's a when, split. It's a split responsibility. Agreed. Uh, but a shared responsibility. Yes. That kind of yeah. makes sense. But. I'm not sure that HR are capable of managing hybrid workers. I'm not sure. No. I think it's changed so much. So, uh, funnily enough, the keynote speaker from M365 was talking about how much has changed. One of her statements, I've still got my post-its around, was, who are you going to be now? Because when I was working, she said, unquote, when I worked at Microsoft and I, I had my technical career at Microsoft... I moved to Seattle and Microsoft move all these people to Seattle to because you need to shake hands and be part of it and all that. Yeah. That's gone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she's now worked out. She doesn't actually need to stay there anymore. So she's going to move somewhere warmer because yeah. it's cold in Seattle. Um, well, they had snow once apparently. So, but it's so, absolutely, so I, I, I had two really big projects, migration project, and and I've never seen anyone from that company in real life. So where does the internet fit into this anymore? Well, I'm I'm I feel that it is more important than ever to have these that that one place where you can share all that information about the company, all that news around the company, um, personal stories to feel more connected to the company because we're all working from home we're not in that big building anymore so we're not seeing each other anymore we don't have those water cooler conversations so i think what a big challenge is for hr is to make us all feel connected again and and the intranet is the tool to potentially do that the answer the is yes by the way i'm not trying to no be no no well I, i'm thinking it's it's a it's a combination of tools but for example for one of the companies where i build an intranet last few years yammer plays a really big part in keeping everyone together you're there. only talking about yammer because you know that it does what are you trying to do record labels or or films you had to do something for films in in yammer and you were suddenly converted to its usefulness it was on a podcast a few podcasts yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Because my problem is I was, I mean, I got all excited about a steam train video because uh, one of my clients now manages trains, which is, you know, I'm old enough to be a boy about trains, you know. Yeah. In fact, I was on the 15th floor today next to a window overlooking North Station in Brussels, watching all the trains coming in and out, the DBs from Germany, the Talis, yeah. and 
It's rather something you don't. Sorry, boys. No, 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 go off on a tangent. It's really yes. quite spectacular because when these trains all go out at the station at the same time, they all move at the same speed. Yeah. So you end up with three or four trains moving at the same speed in one direction and a couple at the other, and they kind of all cross over, and it's, it's really That's quite cool. artistic. Yeah. Um, but the, the the windows have got some blinds on them, so every time I try and video it, it all comes out dark. Ah. So I've yeah. got to try and work out that because I'm surely sure there's some good movies here, but. I found this wonderful video come out about the fact that they were pulling a high-tech track-laying machine mm-hmm. that they had stored at a uh, a kind of uh, vintage train yard. So it was being pulled by a steam engine. It was the it's most cool. bizarre thing. It was cool. And I was going, oh, look. And I showed the missus. She went, yeah. Okay, because you know women don't get this. No, thing, no, know? no. I took the whole family. <laughs> I, I have daughters. And I mm-hmm. took them all on a steam train. And I was going, oh, this is cool. This is cool. And they were going, is it there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> oh no! Oh so, no! I, I think I think in many ways the internet's like the steam train. There we go. Has this for a link Ooh. that we didn't come from? Okay. <laughs> so the internet is like a steam train in that it was useful because that's all there was at one point. Yeah, it was the the way to be the one voice for the company that everybody could see it as a source of truth. Yeah, because it it was managed and approved by HR and managers and and finance and stuff like that. But the argument, but today I'm not so sure that it is as relevant as it used to be. So that steam train is coming back, but it's really more about the social side and the entertainment side rather than the purpose that it used to have. Now, the reason I say that is that I don't think there's one or two pages that everyone needs to know about now. There's a hundred things, mm-hmm. and it's a hundred little things that make a person satisfied with their job. And HR, the reason HR, I think, has is, is become more pragmatic in terms of their role is they are human resources, but they're driven by processes, mm-hmm. and they're full of ideas as opposed to being you know, responsible for making sure the right messages get across and all those kinds of things. And so uh, I think the internet is coming back in terms of its usefulness and its relevance, but I'm not entirely sure it's the one site to rule them all anymore. Uh, And Mm -hmm. this is where we get into that argument we had before, where I say you don't really need an internet because every single site you create has got pages on it, and an internet is just full of pages. Yeah. So then you've just got to find a way of actually being able to link all this stuff together. And I think in your success criteria, we'll talk about it a little bit later on, but you talk about how navigation and, and home site and all that kind of stuff might be so important. Absolutely. I think that that is, is one of the most critical factors in creating a, a good internet. It's having a good navigation so that people know where they can find information in, in a logical way. And yeah, maybe. The, the reason why I think it's so important is because I've seen it fail so many times. I've only seen a few examples where I can actually say, okay, this makes sense for me. And maybe it's because I've got one of those right brain, left hand kind of situations, but I've, I, I haven't seen it working that often. Okay. So... I don't know where to go with this list we have in front of us mm. here. So let's let's start off maybe with how do we define an intranet? <laughs> okay. Maybe that's that's better because we kind of we kind of need to get a scope around it. But what what do we 
But I think this question has, has two parts. One part is what do we think is an intranet? And the other part of the question is what, sh what do we think should be on an intranet? So we're talking, j just before we get to that question, I think mm -hmm. it's important about what we should have on, the, on an intranet is very valid. We talked about titles of this, about what makes an intranet great. Yeah. So as a, as a working brief, okay? Mm -hmm. So we've covered the bit where we think it's relevant. We accept that maybe there needs to be a landing page or a point where you can get in place and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I get that. Is that any different to the home site that you identify in your SharePoint sites? Because that would also be argued that it's a point, and a, a landing point. So I, I'm just throwing that in there. I don't yeah. know whether there's okay. the right answer. Okay. Then, of course, we have the fact that it's just a structure of SharePoint sites, which, is, yeah. which it all is. Mm -hmm. And we get to scope in a second or two. We talked about the fact that, very briefly, which we'll get into more detail, so there's some kind of attributes like navigation, homepage, search, and all that kind of stuff, which we'll talk about in a, in a little while, I guess. All of those things with the sites create this thing called an intranet. So is it... It's not really... First of all, it will be different for every organization. Yes. Okay? Yes. So, oh, you want to build an intranet? Oh, I've done six of those before, you know, for six different companies. And if I'm honest, everyone was different. So, yeah. uh, in terms of where they were going. So, when we talk well, about scope... Well, yes and no, because... Oh, that's clear. I love yeah. clarity. <laughs> it, I depends. Love clarity. It, it depends. It depends. It depends. No, because every organization has an IT department and sales department, HR... Well, not maybe not sales, but HR anyway. Um, uh, maybe marketing, finance. Like these are these are always there, but they might have a different functionality. It might be different when you have an international company versus a small government organization, for example. So, is this not really about when we talk about scope? Is it not really about having a clear definition of your content architecture so that you can decide this content should go on the intranet and this content should stay on my division or hub site? Might be. And how do you link those together? Or maybe together? both, even. But, yeah. So how do, you, how do you link those two together and how mm -hmm. do you differentiate between the two? And more importantly, learning about to come now more importantly so i hope you're all focused if you're driving you should stop now and park for a second because this is quite crucial if only i could remember what i was about to say no 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 do you I'm need joking. a drum roll for a this drum now. <laughs> okay. so you do need to have a policy that says this content is uh, for the internet and this isn't mm -hmm. then you need to be able to work out how you label that content so that a user knows whether this has some relevance to me in my role or it's important or crucial you know, like this is a health and safety document. So do I put that on the internet so that everybody gets to see it? Or do I put it on the divisional site for health and safety because that's where all the health and safety kit is? So th this whole concept of what the scope is is going to be different to ev for every organization because the importance and the relevance of your content is different. So the starting point for any internet, I would suggest, is understanding the importance and priority of content across the organization. Yes. And that actually brings me to a very practical question, just like we had on our last show that I was just asking you questions all the time. 
Um, what are your thoughts about when you've got an international company like the compressor company that we both worked for uh, at some point where we both uh, did a project um, so large international company with let's say 60 factories all across the world would you fit them with one intranet for everyone or would you more tend to lean towards an intranet for every location for every factory for every country for every something like that more like a splintered amount of intranets that would get their content in a more dynamical way instead of one big intranet to rule them all and to be able to fit all the needs for of everyone across the world it depends <laughs> <laughs> nice no i couldn't resist that i couldn't resist nice that. um i don't think it's about whether you build that structure it's about making sure that the person in thailand working for the finance department is able to publish their content on the internet so that the people in Thailand associated with finance can see that content without having to go find it. So if they should be able to maybe click finance and then mm -hmm. they get only the content that's relevant to them based upon whatever criteria you're looking at, whether it's location search or anything else. Catch Matt will be listening to this podcast. He always does. Matt and I, some years ago, had a project uh, when SharePoint was baby before he, he was online, I believe. But we had to have this matrix of content for CFOs and CEOs of a, a very, very large organization that sells green beer. Okay, um, And um, they wanted it so that their 130 subsidiaries could see all of the contracts from their internal department. So these are your finance rules, these are your HR, this is your IT services, this is your help desk, this is your supply chain, this is this is this. So if you can imagine 130 times eight, there was 800 and something documents, all that had to be delivered. And Matt, God bless you, Matt, because this was bloody brilliant. All right, Matt managed to say, we'll do it on two pages. All right, so that when you go to your page, you only get to see the content that is relevant to you for that wherever you are in the world. And that lesson that we built, it meant we had to do a kind of 1600 security settings and things where things were kind of laid up and we had audiences and everything mm -hmm, else. Mm -hmm. uh, but, it was, but it was clear. And we were able to do it using uh, a lot of automated metadata and, and stuff like this. But it, it was excellent. And that to me is what the internet should be. It shouldn't actually matter whether I navigate to a particular page, but it should be able to tell me what I need to know based upon who I am, what I am, what I do, where I am, et cetera, et cetera. And if you do that, then I think it's easier. Actually, uh, internal comms can deal with it because they look at the content and they say this content is for people in Thailand. All right. And okay. so you don't actually, so I can just say, so my, maybe my navigation for my internet is just about subjects, not about anything else. So I'm only going to see the content that's relevant to me. Also, when I move, because I am an international company, so I move to a different, mm -hmm. as soon as I move there, I look at the internet, I get the content that is relevant to me there. Yeah. 
Makes sense. Yeah. So navigation, homepage, search, and all that kind of stuff, I think is really still, all of this is still about the content. And that I think, and I'm not trying about to be a the content in the or about the user? Uh, it's about how you prepare the content to arrive in front of the relevant user. Gotcha. So, it's not about, oh, I need to upload this to this location so that somebody coming to the internet will navigate to it and find it on that page. Mm-hmm. It's about labeling the content and tagging it appropriately so that the internet just delivers it. Okay, that's cool. And I think that's why I have this problem of no internet's not needed anymore. Kind of, I should be able to kind of... And maybe I'm being, I'm fantasizing about a world yet to arrive, a different metaverse. There we go. There uh, we uh, go. Nice drop in that metaverse. <laughs> um, maybe I'm looking for a, a dream that's never arrived, which is to say that it doesn't matter which SharePoint site I ever go to, I'll always get the information I need. And if it's really crucial, important information, it just bursts into the page that I'm on. Maybe that's where I'm going and... So I don't know whether there's an internet. So I just need one phone and it tells me everything I need to know. One day we'll have phones, you know, with Twitch screens and, and stuff like that. It'll know where you are and, it, and yeah. content will just appear. Well, I've actually seen a really cool uh, mock-up of, you know, you know these, these days we've got these flip phones that actually like expand the screen, that fold the screen. Yeah. Uh, there are now mock-ups of a phone that folds the screen three times, and Microsoft is also involved. So instead of that duo Surface Duo you phone, got a trio. you got a trio that actually expands into a really large screen. Is this another trio you're not going to be able to afford? <laughs> Probably. Well, it's not that you're not be able to afford it, but you can't kind of think, this, where's the value in this? Yeah, but it, but it I, actually I like looks, it yeah. looks pretty cool. Yeah, because so, then... You, so, so I'm sorry, I'm rabbiting on. I'm looking at myself and I mm. realize I've just re- been rabbiting for five minutes about this. That's I'm, okay. I'm so sorry. But I'm, I really am trying to grasp what this internet mm. is myself, mainly because I actually have a project this year to try and build one. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think there's some value in the still, in the whiskey still that you've written on there that ah, might actually drive yes. this. My ABC and D model a a b c and d model that apparently yes. is 15 years old yes and it doesn't have anything to do with women's breast sizes behave yourself <laughs> but are they, no are they really that pointed yeah <laughs> that's not even pear-shaped no anyway <laughs> okay anyway uh no so this uh, the first time i did an intranet project this was explained to me uh, by somebody who was in the business for a long time and knew what he was doing while I was still a young baby. Didn't have any... Last week. Yeah, exactly. Didn't have any, any facial hair at all. So it was explained to me, ABC model. Um, it's a little triangle. Um, you've got A on the pointy bit, uh, up, B in the middle, C uh, on the bottom. A is for all information for everyone. So this would be your typical intranet. Then underneath you've got a B layer, which is all your business information. On the bottom you've got C for collaboration, which now is probably all in Teams. And we just figured out that we might also get a D layer beneath that, so that you get an ABCD 
uh, layer, um, and that D would be the one derive. Uh, which I like. Yeah. So you basically have a roll-up of content. Yes, exactly. And I think that's more valid than we've ever thought about it, even than an hour ago when we first draw that up on the board. Because I think that if I start from the top, then I, I get to see the content that is relevant to me and I get to see the business content that's relevant to mm -hmm. me. So the clever thing about intranets is about making sure that you have um, everything prepared to be able to enable or provide that automation because it's out of the box with SharePoint. Yeah. Although I have to say mm -hmm. it's still driving me nuts, this share stuff and rolling up stuff and content type stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it really is. Yeah. Now then, you're a very popular guy where you're standing at the moment. The dog is behaving itself tucked under the table. Oh, we've got a cat. cat. says, hey, let Marianne, me open up this let door me in. first, and then we can open up this it's, door. It's the furry one. Here she comes. She'll say thank you. Oh, she doesn't say nope. thank you to you. Nope, 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 nope. You always sit and goes, meow, and she walks past normally when I let her <laughs> in. You're stranger. Ah, yes. So, All right. So let's go back then to where we started with, where I started. We were trying to define the scope of this intranet. Yes. And then I think we should start getting technical and work out how we can do this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. True, Some true, of the things that you need to be considered. Yeah. So, so, where, so your turn to talk then. The scope of an intranet, what is it actually supposed to do? Well, to me, an intranet is, we've got a homepage where we can put a bunch of Lego blocks on. We've got our navigation that is uh, used to uh, put, to move people to the right direction. Um, and then we've got a bunch of content that would be used for our people to be able to consume. So they're the building blocks. They're the building blocks. How does that define a scope? So is is the scope then about its functionality? Um, yes, what's, what's to me it is. What's the team, MS Teams? I mean, I guess that's all around collaboration and communication. Uh, yes, yeah. SharePoint. I think I think Teams serves a bunch of scopes or a bunch of functionalities. Yeah, but I think the scope around it is basically communications and documents combined and and sharing yeah, all that communication stuff. and collaboration to me yeah. that those are two different but sharepoint anyway, yes. now is really about document management yes so that's yes. kind of which is well, well you've got document lock. management on the one hand with the, that collaboration part still on there but and the, on the other hand it, you also got a lot of that it's not the same no i know not anymore i know it's, i know it's I know. really about the documents and yes and then the intelligence is on that extra layer that MS Teams done, in in my opinion, I'm yeah. not trying to no. diss what you're saying. It is. We know that 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 collaboration is strong, but just in yeah. general terms of scope, um, MS Teams collaboration, mm -hmm. SharePoint probably document management mm -hmm. just a bit. Mm -hmm. All right. So how do we define that intranet in those terms, not in the 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 sum of its parts? So it, it's about delivering content across the business, yep. maybe. Yeah. It's a, about being able to roll up and combine content. Yeah, internal communications. It sounds good. I hate that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Important communications, relevant In communications. I'll do anything except relevant. Yes, no, relevant, relevant communications sounds good. I think yes. that's a new term. Yes. I like that. RC. RC. Uh, and that's how I would describe myself tonight. A little RC. <laughs> 
All right. So then, then let's, so, okay. so let's move on to stakeholders. Yes. Because if we're talking about about relevant communications, mm-hmm. you have to be communication with somebody. So I guess there yes. has to be some content that gets added and some content. Yeah. So, so who are the, our stakeholders that we need to consider for our Well, internet? who needs to provide information onto the internet? So that would be finance, HR, IT, um, the CEO, the board, the businesses, the, okay. I don't know. The so help stakeholders, desk- are, we have business providers, or content providers. Yes. Let's call them exactly. content providers. Yeah. Okay. Because it might not just be about a subject now it might be the facilities team in thailand mm-hmm. are different from the facilities people in canada yes and the facilities team in thailand have got no idea about the onboarding process in canada for example True. Yeah. so the, it's about the information providers then that's the stakeholders yeah uh, what about content approvers uh yes yes because i think internal comms are rapidly becoming the gateway for content to appear yeah true uh, the, you might even say that you want to have two kind of content approvers one would be to check if the actual content is valid for example if i post uh, some kind of manual on using teams uh, we need to check if that is technically correct but i also think what we need for a successful internet is to have somebody who has a writing background to make sure that the text or the information is also served in a nice to consume fashion. Close. I thought you were going somewhere else for that then. I'm not disagreeing with mm-hmm. that. I think it certainly needs to be um, to the point where it's not you know, difficult to read and, and yeah. find and access that. Accessibility is, uh, is an important part of that. I think that. it is. But I was thinking you were because going to... Because if I move away from Seattle and I'm going to move to Portugal and to be laying next to my pool all day, I can't watch my phone because there's too much sun on the on the sun, <laughs> on the on the screen. So I get too much glare. So accessibility is super important. I like that. I like that. Um, I was thinking more you were going to use the word trust. Ooh. So, so that's where I thought you were going. So, oh. um, uh, so basically, if I see a piece of content on there, well, there's two things I thought about when you did that last spiel two seconds ago. One is that I think we're, we're let's stick with trust for now. So I think trust is if I see something that is deemed as intranet content, mm-hmm. then I trust it. Yes. Because I know that it has in some way got the corporate seal of approval. And I think I might be now starting to come to a point where I see relevance in an intranet. In okay. The, um, it doesn't matter where I am, who I work for, what I do, because there is such a huge amount of content in SharePoint in, in the uh, Microsoft 365. But if I find content that I can trust, then I think that, that that potentially may define that intranet for me. And then the second thing is that um, when you're talking about approval, that's where we get these subject matter experts. Yes. So I think those subject matter experts need to be able to prove something or approve that area. Mm-hmm. And then potentially it gets approved by internal comms as part of a process. And then it gets the stamp of trust or the stamp of approval. <clears throat> I like that kind. I, yeah. I like that a lot. So our scope then potentially is 
the the source of approved content that can be relied on and so, to make that accessible for everyone in the organization accessible and available content yes that has got corporate seal of approval register that this yes yeah <laughs> that's interesting isn't it i might actually write that down on the board yeah. while you're talking about the next subject oh uh which is um, i don't know uh, yet. <laughs> okay no, but i like that scope no. so i think it's accessible and trusted yeah so that includes approval i like that a lot actually mm -hmm. because you know we talked about just sites but hubs and sites don't have that trust and approval necessarily because it can be created by Anyone. anybody in the yeah. site so so consequently we're basically talking about a publishing process here um yes yes all right i like yes. that and yeah. then we end up with stakeholders that are people that need to see this content so the audiences yeah We've talked about audiences exactly yeah so you need to make sure if you're an international company that you've got all the languages mapped out that oh, you've got languages yes uh that you've got maybe cultural uh, references in there that you make sure that your content is once more accessible for people who have i don't know uh yeah all kinds <laughs> of um how do you call that all kinds of handicaps I'm, um I, I was just i'm sorry i'm giggling here because i'm just thinking by the time you go through all these layers to get something that's intranet approved yeah you're nine months further down the road late, yeah or it never gets there yeah exactly so i guess you have to have some kind of pragmatism around this kind of stuff of course and that's also why i like microsoft constantly working on these technologies because they're making sure that we don't have to do all that thinking and all that work anymore well less let's say Microsoft yeah. makes sure that everything is more accessible these days than it was five or ten years ago. Yeah, but they do it in a very poor way, don't they? They ask you, would you like us to tell you how you can improve this page? You can't improve my page. No, go away. Stop asking me that question. <laughs> <laughs> this is my page. Okay. I, how do you know what I'm trying to achieve? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, but I I think that that's one of the things that I that I like that Microsoft is like taking all these things into account and making sure that we don't have to think about those things yeah. that much or implement all bunch of things around that. So we talked about internet just being a set of sites with a home page and mm -hmm. a bunch of hubs and all yes. that kind of stuff. And the bottom line is it is. It is. Okay, so I create a communication, communication site. site. I set that up as a hub site, call it intranet. I make that site my home site. Uh, I create a bunch of other sites like the HR and sales and whatever, connect them into my uh, hub. And then I've got my bunch of sites, my collection, um, and I'm ready to rock and roll. But you still haven't got an intranet. No, I just have a collection of sites. We have a collection of yes. sites. And I think it's important that people understand, we're talking about back to basics here, Yeah, that it's not about the technical structure and the sites. Navigation, it actually floats across the top of all those sites. So mm -hmm. it's virtual now. It doesn't really matter. And it uh, basically means that you need to understand where the content is going to come from. You have stakeholder, stakeholders that produce content. Um, you have audiences that receive content. 
And some between the two, there's some kind of magic that makes sure you only see the content you're allowed to see. So mm-hmm. we haven't even talked about security and we haven't even talked about mm-hmm. how you want to make sure that my employee conditions in Thailand are not available to be viewed by an employee in Canada because they really get pissed off when they find out that employees in Thailand have six and a half weeks holiday every yeah. year and they just get two. Yeah. So, you know, there the information, there's a level of um, not just security, but making sure that you're keeping your people happy by, you know, accepting. Mm-hmm. Or, of course, it, it could work because it means that the Canadians will then want to move to Thailand to work. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, uh, but but there is so there is that. So you've got the sites, you've got kind of going the navigation, but it really is about the content. So from the last podcast about those content types, mm-hmm. really truly important because now you want to be able to use a lot of search web parts to actually display content that has been filtered for me being whatever my role is, wherever I work, what's relevant to me, how important something is, the priority of it, yeah, and that kind of stuff. And that might be pages, it might be documents, it might be PDFs, it might be images, it might be presentations. Mm-hmm. Yep. All cool. of these videos. Videos. Yep. Yes. So uh, that is very, very, very true. It might all be in the metaverse. Explain metaverse. <laughs> Mesh. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier, about yes. the fact that uh, I didn't even know Facebook had renamed itself many months ago, so Moraine... Just pass me I've seen the logo around, thought it was a car. But, but, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so we're waiting for Microsoft. We were trying to work out where all of that wonderful mesh stuff, stuff mesh is stuff coming. Went. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think it's about to rear its head, but we were, we were playing around with that. Yeah. Um, and um, I posed the question that if we were thinking about all of this content that we want to be able to present to people, why are we not just building an Instagram or Instagram or using a Facebook page because they're very good at being able to link you to the content that is relevant to you and all that kind of stuff. And we don't need to build it. They use a lot of, you know, actually I know why I'm answering my own question. Isn't it amazing when you see that video in Facebook and you want to show somebody else and then um, it's never there anymore. (laughs) oh yeah look 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 it was here and yes. you've gone past thousands and thousands of things yes because it's it's objects are different and you just pointed out what i wrote upon the board it's the al- it's the algorithm that just messes with you it is yeah yeah and of course you talk about trust and approval yes which is not there on facebook or on instagram yeah to put your business content on there all right. Well, maybe it is. Maybe there's some kind of deal that you can do with Facebook to have your workspace on there, and who knows? Yeah, I get that. I get that. But I, is- I also, I also get that that Instagram thing. I, I actually kind of like it that you can actually you see content. Well, the people you're following could be either your your other employees from the organization but you're also following sales and hr and it and they could be posting stories which would be small pieces of news that you don't really need to see that you're that it would be okay to see but that you're not obliged to see it's not mandatory but then all the other stuff that would be coming into your timeline into your story line 
And then uh, you could just scroll through those. That's a good idea. Do you think Microsoft have an app for that? Would it be Yammer? It Are might. you actually talking yeah. about Yammer? <laughs> actually, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, it kind of makes hey, sense. Don't get me wrong, because yeah. Yammer is a kind of, it needs to be treated with a, a huge amount of respect. Yes. Um, I, um, I was looking uh, on uh, one of the projects I have at the moment is about rolling out Microsoft 365. That's unusual. I've never done that before. Hmm. Uh, but actually, I'm more change and adoption role in this one and, and more project management You as role. well. Okay. I know. I Don't ask me why. It seems hey. to have happened. Okay. Because my hero took on that role ah. earlier this year <laughs> or, or at the end of last year. So I thought I really want to follow in the footsteps okay. of my hero, my friend. So, but I was thinking there, okay, how can I use Yammer here? Do I actually need to set up a, a, a Microsoft 365 channel? Mm-hmm. Or do I just continue to create pages and, and put them up as news on the kind of, you know, the SharePoint site that needs to be done. Um, so, yeah. So there you go. So anyway, what we'll do, is the only thing we haven't looked at is the push-pull, but I think we'll save that little conversation to after we've tasted um, something rather unusual. Something rather gooey. I think uh... it's worth finishing off the podcast by going, okay, what are the things that we decided from this conversation make an intranet? But let's yeah. do that after we've tasted this rather wonderful. All right. Let me fill up the glasses. And I'll tell people about it. So in London, I used to work at, uh, at part of the university. Is it going to pop? I don't think it's going to pop. It might. You want to get the noise. Yeah, yeah my plastic that, covers. Yeah, I know. Those... <laughs> he hates it when I leave the... Oh, oh well, I was a bit oh. of a wuss. Yeah, he hates yeah. it when I leave the foils on the bottles. And I can't work out why I keep doing it. I, I don't think it's to piss you off. All right, I think it's. I think it just makes the bottles look pretty, you know. Anyway, so um, uh, Tottenham Court Road, there's a great Indian restaurant, or there used to be, and it was just around the corner from when I used to work at uh, at one of the universities, and it was a a Goan Indian restaurant, and it, the food was just adorable. It was brilliant. So I always quite fancied I had this thing. For, you know, Did Goan. they have? Food to go? No, they okay, oh, did no. actually oh. have food okay. to go away. Yes, okay. even even uh, before the uh, the pandemic. And this is a distillery that is based in Goa in India. So yeah, uh, it's Paul John. Um, it's actually the John Distillery. They they're getting really large. They they own a lot yeah. of distilleries around the world now, um, and they the the quantities are, are huge. But um, when they put this in the barrel, they put it in the barrel at about 50 degrees, or 50% of alcohol, mm-hmm. or whatever they call it, 50 yeah. degrees of alcohol. But by the time the humidity and the heat and everything else, it comes out at 57. So it actually really does keep... Uh, uh, a very high percentage. Yeah, maturing yeah. in yeah. the barrel. And of course, it goes very, very quickly because of, of the heat. Of the and, heat, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's right next to... It's an island. Yeah. So it's next to the sea and, oh. and all that kind of stuff. So it really does look incredibly nice. So we're drinking the Nirvana, which I think is a brilliant name exactly, for a whiskey. Yeah. yeah. The, I, I also like the, the logo of it. It's just It just looks the part. So it's yeah, good. Uh, and to be honest, I, I really like this uh, Paul John uh, whiskeys. I've, I've tasted a few of them already. Yep. And yeah, this, this one is actually the Nirvana is the, the cheapest one on the range. Yep. Um, and I have to say, I really... I really like this. This is this is 
almost GB red label, black label money. Almost. Yes, it is. Um, it is. And, and I think it's really, a really nice value for that kind of money. I, I think finding these kind of um, cheap, well-made drinks. I'm saying cheap, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, no, it, it doesn't have to be 60, 60 quid for a bottle. I mean, this is way less. I, one of the other things that I, the, uh, the other whiskies that I really like that really doesn't have to break the bank is the, the Tamna Vullen. Yes. It's also one of those cheaper whiskies that I just adore. No. I just love it. And, and when you're drinking two bottles a day, you need to have <laughs> access to cheap whiskey. <laughs> I, I, I think the Indian whiskeys I'm really intrigued about because, uh, A, I've tasted this before and it's really nice. There's mm-hmm. also something called the Oaksmith that I'm desperately trying to get a bottle of, but it, you can't get it outside of India. So the oh. Indian market is, is growing. And the cool. Oaksmith is a Suntory. So it's, okay. um, it's Suntory. And it's a blended whiskey. And uh-huh. it's a blended whiskey from Japan. America and Scotland, and okay. it's been blended by the uh, Suntory um, Master Blender from Japan. Oh, wow! And it's been built specifically for the Indian market. And I've read about this and followed it through. It's called the Oaksmith, which is a great name for a whiskey. That's cool. Um, but I can't get a bottle. I don't seem you don't seem to be able to get a bottle outside of India. Okay. So, uh, and I keep asking my Indian friends, hey, do you want to go? But no, I never quite get around to it. So, ah. Indian whiskey generally I find intriguing. And it's not something that I drink a lot of, but it is something I enjoy each time. Yeah. So what do you think of the color? I love it. Dark, dark amber. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, but, but then again, I'm, I'm very biased. I love this Nirvana uh, whiskey. Kind of so warming as soon as yeah. you stick it under your nose, isn't it? It's 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 a real mixture between a bourbon and a a Scotch whiskey. Yes, in in terms of that nose, it's got that yes. warm vanilla stuff, but it's also got a kind of harshness that is very pleasant. That kind of fire warmth, but it's not heated. No, and it, it that's the first time I drank it was. Mm, is this lightly peated? Because I, you kind of get those whiffs of smoke every now and again, but it isn't. Uh, yeah, it's very nice. I love the description. We're we're obviously doing what we normally do, looking at the tasting notes on the site. An attractive honeycombed bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. With luscious fruit cake, and fruit I do cake. get fruit. Cake. Yes, it's very strong. Yes, I like that. The color's great. Then that kind of. Uh, is it another dark amber? Not really orangey this time, is it? It's dark amber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that beautiful nose. Yeah. It might be a while before I taste this, so. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going in for a taste, so uh, you can just sniff away. It's really very subtly fruity on the nose. It's beautiful. So, what did it go down like, my friend? Mm. Kind of get a bit of orange on there. It's it's a warm. It's it's got lots of warmth in it. Smooth, isn't it? Super smooth. Yes, and a really nice finish as well that gets you back on that cake. And the orange peel. Yeah. On the finish. Yeah. It's kind of so warming. A it little. Definitely a, a a log fire whiskey. 
Yes, without absolutely. it being heavy and smoky like you know you yeah. would traditionally think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a little bit of Jaffa cake finish. Yeah, that's not without, as sweet as that. Yeah, we, yeah, no, true, but with some cake, some orange, without chocolatey bits. But yeah. I forgot how good this was. It's been sitting in the back of my shelf, and I've been treating myself to a few extra things that I really quite like. And and I kind of forgot this was there. This was a gift from you, my friend. I know, I know, I know. I I I actually got. I I bought three bottles at once. I like this very much. I forgot how much I like this. We're gonna drop put a drop of water in. That's oh. fine. Cool. Let's see what difference it makes. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes the nose very subtle. Too okay. Subtle, in fact, but a lot oh. more orangey, kind of satsumery. Satsu what? Satsumas. You know those little Christmas oranges. Clementines, oh, do they call them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. the nose kind of disappears. It does. Wow, but it's subtle. That's weird. Whenever I drink a Chardonnay wine, I talk about pear drops. Yeah. Now. There's a sweet in the UK that, that I grew up with called a pear drop, and mm-hmm. it has the same aromatics as this Chardonnay wine. And, of course, Chardonnay is very popular yeah. everywhere. And so whenever I smell it, I go, and they all look at me and go, pear drops. But I actually get that here. <laughs> okay. I get that kind of toffee sweet. Not toffee, that's burnt stuff, but that sweet, sugary. I get the sugary a child, part. A child's sweet. I'm not talking about it being mm. overly sweet, but it's interesting. What's it taste like? I, I don't, yeah, I get the sugary part. I get a lot of cake, like really smelling on a cake. I think that adding water to this whiskey is a waste of time. I don't think it adds any extra dimensions. And you don't need it. I don't think you need it. I, I guess it's it makes it a little softer and more subtle, but hey, I'm dilating it. Yeah, yeah, it, you exactly. You the orange on the, on the after taste it's it's not making me go wow just by adding no, the water exactly but it's 35 euros a bottle why would you want to why would you expect that kind of complexity in a exactly this is a really nice drinks whiskey yes that is complex enough to make it interesting agreed and but enjoyable. not overly complex to make you think about it all day nope nope I, I agree. And at this price range, it could be a whiskey that you can enjoy every day. Yeah, uh, several bottles a day if need be. It's at that price range, <laughs> but I'm not suggesting no, that at no, all no, no, no. or recommending it. So I've had two of these now, and I've loved every one of them. So the smoked mm. version or the petered version. But this is the non-petered version. It's the Paul John Nirvana. It's from the beautiful island of Goa. Um, and um, it's well worth going to find a bottle of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's so many Goa jokes you could get on with this, isn't there? Yeah. Go on, drink it up. Um, <laughs> here we go I again. think it's time to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're probably right. Actually, yeah. yes, we're just approaching the hour, so that is oh, okay. true. So I suggested that we kind of try and round up this this intranet because yeah. it's been a great conversation. I, I have enjoyed it, and I'm it was a good conversation. We didn't really do basic stuff. I think we I, I, we can't call this podcast back to basics. Yeah, we can. 
No, I think we can. I, I honestly think that intranets have changed. I said this before we went on air, that the point of this podcast is to say that, you know, you have to embrace the fact that knowledge management is key through all of this stuff. So your intranet, whereas traditionally it would be a good navigation with a good homepage that's constantly changing with mm -hmm. new information, um, great search so you can find stuff. So with good metadata and term sets and uh, in good keywords from the organization, that would be your traditional intranet in terms of setting it up. Mm -hmm. Today, of course, you rely upon that level of intelligence, that knowledge management to do the push-pull stuff, to actually push content to you as soon as you open the page. And that content could be based upon my location. So, you know, we need to start dealing with AAD groups to be able to sort of say, hey, this person is in Thailand and therefore you get put in the appropriate group for that so that you can use that group for audiencing. Um, and so you kind of, you have to think about that. So your intranet has become that intelligence layer. Mm -hmm. So the sites have, have become the sites. So if you're building an intranet, what are the questions you actually say to the company you're building it for? They're different now. They're not about how do people find their content. They're mm -hmm. really about what content do you want them to see when they Open go up. to the intranet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. That's true. And I think there's a really good back to basics conversation to be had about how do you create navigation? How do you create a successful navigation? I don't agree. And how surprise, do you create surprise. a good homepage? Don't agree. Surprise, surprise. Well, kind of. Okay. Nah. Is, is the question then, and I know we're continuing on the podcast now, what would your homepage want to deliver if you want the content to be relevant to people from an international organization? That's a good question. It's different every time, isn't it? it so you yeah. have to try and find the magic that allows content to look really neat and cool, but to be customized for me as the person that is coming in to look at that page from a different place and a different time, yes. in a different role. Yeah, true. The one question we didn't look at, which I believe is really important to internet, and I'm going to close on this. I'm not going to keep going okay. before you tell me to shut up, um, is that what about my business processes and my workflows? Do I actually want to go to the internet and be told, hey, you have to approve this or you need to be involved in this or these are your next meetings? Yeah. Is it is an internet now about corporate information and trusted information? Or is it actually bordering on the point where I go and find out about how I do my job, what I need to do my job, what I've got coming around the corner, things that are relevant to me from a, not a collaboration perspective, but a doing perspective. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, and I don't know the answer to that. And I think no. it's about identifying those three important things that need to be on, on, on the company's intranet page mm -hmm. and then delivering them. And those could be different for each organization. Uh, yes, true. Yeah. I so. actually just made like uh, my own internet for my own company. Really? I just. Is only you? Yeah, I know. But I, I recreated my homepage to have all kinds of web parts give me information for me. It's like my tasks, my recent documents, um, 
all all those kind of things like my feed things like that that's freaking cool actually yeah and i thought that might be just a really good homepage for me just show me all the information that i need to do my job so it works for you it does and it helps you uh well i to be honest i just use that tenant for demo purposes but yes okay and if you have another person working for you they would look at that page and see different things yeah they would see their own stuff yeah exactly okay. so you've built an intranet the way i think an intranet should be not the way you think an intranet should be it depends <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell <laughs> I I think no. I think you've done a great job utilizing the the technology and yeah. of course in some people it will confuse the hell out of them. Oh, yes. the information is on the internet and then if somebody goes to the internet but they don't see the same information that somebody else saw, mm-hmm. you've got to you've got to be able to find a way of solidifying that. Yes. So going back to basics to build an internet, we talked about yeah, you build sites, you build pages and all those kinds of things, but they're just still the tools. You still have to work out what the scope is going to be for the internet of the organization yeah. that you work within. Yeah, I get it. You, we kind of went too far to the basics. We went to what is an intranet and why would you use one? Yeah. <laughs> so we went too far to the basics. Yeah, I, I actually right. just wanted to talk about how do you create a successful intranet, but we went too far. No, I don't agree. <laughs> to create a successful intranet, it has to give people that look at that intranet something to go back for. Yes. And so therefore it has to be relevant to them. Otherwise they won't bother going back. They'll go, okay, well, I I really don't care about what the chairman's news is and where they've been and who they've presented to. But but I do care about the fact that, hey, look, my division is actually creating an advertising to everybody that we've got our new Project X released. Yes. And I think that's the point. We've got to try and work out what the audience want to see. Yes. I think that's the best point that we've made in this whole podcast. Yeah. yeah. And how you identify that is key. Yes. Well, there we go. Indian whiskey, intranets, back to basics. I think we're more than above basics. We need a new term. Yeah. Back to the next level after basics. Uh, yes. <laughs> or uh, the, something. Uh, mediocre. Back yeah, to no, me- mediocre. Back, back to mediocre. Back to mediocre. Yes. So nobody will watch your podcast. We can't <laughs> use that as a title. So maybe it's back to basics. The next step. The next level. The yes. next level. <laughs> back to basics. The next level. Okay, guys. All right. We hope you've enjoyed the back to basics next level intranet podcast, uh, and that you've taken away something from here that is basically making you rethink. Uh, I I don't want you to forget the A, B, C, D because that was something I thought I'd worked out until Moraine explained it to me earlier. So that was my learning of the day. So anyway, Steve Dolby saying hi, goodbye, um, and uh, hope all is well with you. And if you want to follow us, you know where to get to us. Enjoy this podcast, Moraine. It was good. Yeah, it's nice. It's the second one that we're recording 2022. Number two, yes. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Episode 76. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right. One more to record before we end up being in Barcelona. Yes. Awesome. Oh, looking forward to that. (laughs) Going to be an adventure. Thank you all so very much and catch you on the flip side. Hey!
not millennials. We are mature. Steve may be more than Maren. Maturing the business like whiskey in a barrel.